Hello everyone and welcome back to another edition of High School Roundup. As usual, I'm your host, John Sakaguchi. Join with me once again, John Sape. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. We had a lot of, uh, a, lot of a lot more conference play this week, uh, some switch up in the standings. I'm just looking forward to getting right into it. Yeah, there was a lot, lot, of, lot, lot of different games. Some were closer than others. Others, uh, you knew right from the get-go who the winner was in that one. But we do have some highlights from our friends at South Union Township and over at WMBS, so let's take a look at those. What do we got? Working right to left as we describe it on a natural grass surface here at Memorial Stadium in downtown Latrobe. And Otto sends it on the ground here on the near side. Picked up by Keandre at the 25-yard line. Running off to the far side. Trying to turn the corner of the 30. Has the 40 now. 45-50 in a greater Latrobe territory. And finally run out of bounds right around the Latrobe. He's hard to bring down. Little banana bunch out to the left. Third and 10 for the Mustangs from their own 49-yard line. Rod takes the snap again. Has some time. Pulls it down. Looks to run. Has the Latrobe 45-40. Rod a first down and more of the 35. And down to the 31-yard line. So Rod twin receivers to each side. Tucker remains to Gallagher's left. They snap quickly. Rod hangs in the pocket. Has time. Nothing off to his right. Rolls back to the left side. Has a day and a half here. Now Rod in trouble trying to spin off a defender. And he's going to be pulled down here by Greater Latrobe's number 25, Alex Tatch. Probably in field goal range. Correct. Rodney takes the snap. Has some time. Flushed out to the far side. A little stiff arm. Throws on the run. Keandre open. Has it at the one. Touchdown. And he's into the end zone for a Mustang touchdown. So a 22-yard touchdown pass. Wide out to each side. You got Borio in the slot right. As Wetzel waits the snap. He has it. Handoff going back to Fulton here on the near side. And Fulton, little stiff arm into Mustang territory. Still going. They can't bring him down as he drags Keandre all the way down to the 36. Deadfield, uh this week, he basically knew they're going to give it to number three. Pretty much, Fulton has time. it again inside the 25-20. Fulton, another first down, still going down the far sideline, and he'll be marked out of bounds. or just inside the 15. The game right behind him. Wetzel takes the snap again, going back to his workhorse back, goes up the middle, big hole here, cut back at the five. He's down, reaching for the goal line, and he's in. Touchdown, Greater Latrobe, Robert Fulton. Now first and 26 for Laurel Highlands from the 29. They need the Greater Latrobe 45 for a first down as Rod has some time again. Another flag on the Jeez. play. He'll throw down the field, has a man, but it's likely uh, coming back. Another uh, hole. 
Off to his right, triple right formation to the wide side of the field. Inside handoff going here to Black. Has a first down and more. Nice cut back. Black's loose inside the 35-30. Antoine Black taking it down to the great five for Laurel Highlands. Rodney takes the snap, but coming after him again. Flushed out here to the near side. Throws on the run into the back of the end zone. And unable to haul it down is Keandre to first and 10 for Laurel Highlands. Twin receivers to each side. Rodney takes the snap. Has some time. Nothing downfield yet. Rolls to his left and lost the football. Are they going to rule this a fumble. a fumble? They are. That's a fumble. Yeah, he dropped. It slipped out of his hands. Now coming in motion is Robert Fulton as Wetzel takes the snap. Design run the whole way. Mustangs read it well. And the greater from the Mustang 36. Rod flushed out to the near side. Throws on the run to Keandre who hauls it in. What a catch of the greater Latrobe 44. Left set. Rod out of the shotgun, Antoine Black to his right as he takes the snap, pulls it down, looks oh, to run, and nothing going on there. 39-yard attempt on a cool night. Leahy puts it down. Radcliffe's kick has enough distance. Did he sneak it through? Yes, he did. Harry Radcliffe from 39 yards. Well, nothing, you know, field-changing position kind of thing. They just haven't been able to. There's a fake punt. It's going to go to the up man there. That's Alex Tate, and he's I not going to get it. But that's wrong. It's second and 22. And Gallagher now going to pull it down, look to run. It's back in Latrobe territory. Cut back in the 40. Look out here. Rod with a couple blockers out in front inside the 30. And Downs protector back to Rodney's right. He takes the snap on this first and 19. Oh, he's in trouble, and he's going to get sacked back at midfield by Corey Bourne. That's not right. Mustangs going empty as Rod takes the snap. They're coming Man. after him again right wow, up the middle. Look nobody just a mistake. You just wonder why they would. Look out here. Down. Could be a big run for Robert Fulton. Bolton breaking down the wow. far side, takes it all the way down to the Mustang, or to the Greater Latrobe, 38 on that run. Line of scrimmage, the Greater Latrobe, 33. They fake the jet sweep, put it back off to Fulton Mustang. Vinny Otto's the kicker. Had a little trouble there with the no sequence, and yeah. the kick is pulled wide right. Uh, came in averaging close to 10 yards yeah, to carry. Exactly. And there's well, Black a with a fumble. Yeah, fumble. I think Greater Latrobe got it. Let's wait and see. Uh, I think the Mustang's got it back. Tucker to the right of Gallagher in the backfield as Rod takes the snap. They're coming after him again. Flushed out to the far side. Rod in trouble and brought down another. Third and six. Here we go. Mustangs with a first down. Cardice at Rodney scrambling. And Rodney Gallagher is going to have a Mustang first down. And Moore hangs out of the football. And And there you have it, your final score, or Laurel Highlands 10, Greater Latrobe 7. Quite the close back and forth battle, but if you watch some of the highlights or if you got to see the full game, you know it was a whole different story. Like, if what I've seen, Rodney Gallagher and company, John, just couldn't get really get anything going offensively. And when they did, they'd stall out, out just on the other side of the Latrobe 50. Yeah, I mean, that's just a tough game. Like you said, and that always hurts whenever like, you know that your offense is good. You know that in the weeks past, like we've talked about the last couple of weeks, their offense has been clicking, looking very good, very precise. And then it's just one of those games where, like, like you said, every time you finally get something going, you stall out or penalties or anything like that, just stalls your possession out. And that's what keeps the game close. But uh, Latrobe also put up a very good fight in this game as well. Yeah, and we saw all Latrobe in that second half with three second half sacks. Uh, that defense just bull rushing in that offensive line of Laurel Highlands. Uh, the Mustangs didn't seem to have an answer for it, and they're going to have to come up with something and quick 
because they're going to have some difficult opponents coming up here in the next couple of weeks. I know. Oh, I don't think this week they do. Ooh, but I'll, or no, I take that back. They do. Ooh, is they'll face off with the Jaguars of Thomas Jefferson. So they're going to have to uh, get a quick turnaround on and have an answer for these linebackers they're going to rush. Yeah, and I mean, like we talked about before, they're such a good team. They're very well coached, so it's going to be something that they'll go over and practice all week. I'm sure they'll uh, learn how to make the adjustments that they need to make to face off against Thomas Jefferson. Like you said, a very, very good opponent. So I'm sure uh, next week when we talk about them, I'm sure uh, we'll see some things change and turn around. And the other thing I want to talk about from this game was the running game from Latrobe. I mean, and they four different or two different running backs, a quarterback that can all run. And I mean, in that offense, just run heavy. Again, a team that loves to run the football. All uh, we saw that last week with McKeesport, or Laurel Highlands didn't have an answer for it. And once again, and they struggled with the run stop against Latrobe. And it's uh, it's a very good thing for your offense when you have these dual threats, when you have two or three running backs that are very uh, very good at running the ball, when you have a quarterback that can do both, not only pass but also throw it, or uh, not, not only pass but run it very well. And it's hard for defenses to scheme against things like that because you don't know who's going to get the ball, you don't know what they're going to be able to do with the ball. And like when you have three or four players like that, like the Trobe have, it's always going to be hard for a defense to match up with you. Yeah, uh, so that wasn't the only game we got to talk about. Oh, we got other scores in the area, uh, so let's take a look at those now. Oh, John, what do we got? Starting things off, we had Ringgold traveling to Connellsville. Connellsville able to get the victory in that one, 20 to six. And then we had McKeesport taking on Trinity. We talked about McKeesport a little bit earlier. McKeesport comfortable in their victory over Trinity, 35 to six. And moving on, Char Valley played a host to Blackhawk. Uh, <clears throat> And Blackhawk coming away with the win in, in, in the Valley, a 33-16. Sarah Catholic traveled to take on Imani Christian and, and, and took a big victory on the road, 47-12. And like you talked about earlier, there were some games this week where you kind of just knew who was going to win coming into this one. This is one of them, Stow Rocks. Uh, and Keystone Oaks facing off Stowe Rocks, uh, putting up 52 over Keystone Oaks, not able to get on the board, 52-0. Stowe Rocks able to get the win. And then McGuffey taking on Mc Waynesburg. McGuffey having a great season so far, able to get the win in this one, 63-20. Yeah, uh, those Raiders of Waynesburg surprising me a little bit as they are struggling as of late. But moving on here, er, Washington and taking on Brentwood. It, the uh, Little Prixies of Washington coming away with a massive win, 62-7. to And then Burgesstown traveled to take on the Buccaneers of Chartiers Houston. And the Buccaneers, uh, well, they sunk the battleship there, there as Burgestown wins that one, 14-8. And then moving on, we had Fort Cherry traveling, taking on um, Our Lady of Sacred Heart. They were able to get the win in that one, 40-24. And then we had Greensburg Central Catholic taking on Springdale, and just no contest in there. Nice game, 69-6, to Greensburg able to get the win. And moving on, a close one for Frazier this time. And at one point in time was leading in this game, but they fall to Riverview, 18-6 to in this one. Brentwood and West Green, no defense in this one. It was a back-and-forth affair. Here, Brentwood falls to West Green in about a final score of 49 to 33. Hey, no defense in some games is uh, some of the best games you can put out there. But moving on, we had uh, Beth Center taking on Jefferson Morgan. Uh, the Rockets able to get the big win in that one, 28-14. And then one of the upsets 
of the weekend, I believe. California taking on Manessen. Manessen able to get a big win over the Trojans, 28 to 20. Then moving on on the Maple heaps of Maple Town, on who's been surprising us all lately, coming away with a big win on this one, and by the final score, 42 to nothing. And then AG, who traveled all the way into Garrett County, Maryland, and took on Allegheny High, a Allegheny you know, upsetting the visitors by the final score of 31 to 20. And then moving on to one of our games of the week this week, Bell Vernon taking on Thomas Jefferson in a heavyweight bout. And Bell Vernon uh, uh, making the step in the right direction after two tough losses already in this season, able to get the win over TJ 21 to 7. And then we had Brownsville traveling and taking on Shadyside, Ohio. And not a great game for Brownsville as they lose that one 40 to 6. Yeah, uh, that TJ game was a big one. I thought it was going to be a lot closer than what it actually was. We'll talk about that here in a minute as we look at this one. East Allegheny traveled to take on Greensburg-Salem and the Golden Lions of Greensburg-Salem fall all to East Allegheny, 42 to 21. Jeanette falls to Charleroi. The Cougars finally getting the win over there at the pot, 24 to 20. Oh, I bet uh, our friend Peyton would be happy about that one. And a couple games that we don't really cover, but when you and I were looking at the schedule or the results from the games over on Friday, we saw a couple games in here that we thought were absolutely fantastic. This one, Peters Township taking on Upper St. Clair. Very close game against two very, very good schools. Upper St. Clair able to get the win in that one, 17-10. And then Mount Pleasant traveling and taking on Freeport. Freeport, uh, comfortable victory in that one, 24-6. And then this was a close one as well. Oh, as we look, look, Deer Lakes and Southmoreland, and looks like a, a score of a bad baseball game, if you ask me. A Deer Lakes upsetting the Scotties with this one, nine nothing in their final score. And then Uniontown on in a close one and at home, falls to Valley E twenty to thirteen. In and going back to those games that aren't really on our radar, but when we were looking at them, I was like, man, these this like we have to put this in here. Brashear. Mm -hmm. Taking on Perry Traditional, a very close game there. 28-20, Perry Traditional able to get the win. And then we had North Allegheny taking on Central Catholic. Like you said, and it's going to be another interesting bad baseball game. And that one, 7-3 is North Allegheny able to get the win. Yeah, and those are our scores from around the area. But John, there was a lot of good ones in there. I mean, 7-3, 28-20. Uh, we talked about oh, Charleroi pulling off the victory, 24-20 in that game. I like now that we're getting into conference play, hey, you're gonna see start seeing a lot more close games. I think, and I've, we're gonna see a couple upsets like we did with Cal losing this week to Manesson. Yeah, I mean, so far the Trojans have looked unbelievable all all year, playing off against tough opponents. I remember, I think it was like last week or the week before, they mm -hmm. took on Carmichael's, and able to get a big win in that one. And then going into a game like Manesson, who on paper compared to California this season, just California is like above and beyond what Manesson has been so far. But Manesson, like you said, in these conference games, they get close, they get physical, teams play up to their opponents, and Manesson able to get a huge win over, uh, over Cal. So oh, that's going to do it for this segment, folks. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the upcoming schedules for this, for this week and, and the standings. And don't forget, we still have our pick'em games. So oh, we'll be right back here on High School Roundup.
Welcome back, everyone, on the High School Roundup. Uh, so, John, we saw the scores from last week. Uh, we continue, we continued conference play this week and a lot of good matchups. So let's w see what we got this week. Yeah, we'll just hop right into it. Starting off uh, big with the 4A Big 7 Conference, three pretty good games. In this one, Latrobe is traveling and take on Trinity. I mean, McKeesport are doing very well this season, traveling and taking on Ringgold. And then uh, one of our games of the week that we'll talk about a little bit later, Thomas Jefferson taking on Laurel Highlands. Now moving on to 3A Interstate Conference play. Maybe the first time we're going to be talking about this all season. Elizabeth Forward travels to take on Southmoreland. Uh, EF are currently the top dog in that conference. Greensburg-Salem looking to bounce back after a big loss and against Mount Pleasant. And South Allegheny travels to take on Bell Vernon. And moving on to the 2A Century Conference, we got Charleroi after a big one traveling, taking on Keystone Oaks, and then Stow Rocks taking on McGuffey, and then finally we got Waynesburg traveling and taking on Wash High. Now moving down to the 1A Black Hills Conference, Bishop Canavan and takes on Fort Cherry, Carlinton and Atavella, Cornell at Burgerstown, Our Lady of Sacred Heart er, travels to Chartiers Houston. And then moving on to the 1A Eastern Conference, only two games in this one in conference play. We got Clarendon uh, traveling and taking on Greensburg Central Catholic, and then we got Frazier taking on Leechburg. And then moving on to the Tri-County South, the 1A Tri-County South, four big games in this one. Carmichael's taking on Beth Center. We got Jefferson Morgan at Bentworth, and then probably the biggest game in this conference next week, Mapletown taking on California, and then we got West Green at Manesson. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Uh, but to round it out now, I'll jump on our non-conference matchups. Uh, Beaver area at Brentwood, Berlin Brothers Valley at Brownsville, Hampton at Connellsville, and my Uniontown Red Raiders take on Winbur. So a lot of different games in this one. Uh, as we look th back through the schedules and a lot of top dogs playing some early good games. Like I was not expecting Mapletown in California to have of that early of a game. Yeah, absolutely. And like we talked about before, like growing up when like I went to Best Center, obviously, and growing up, uh, Mapletown was not exactly the strongest school in terms of football. But this year, surprising me and surprising a lot of us, I've been absolutely phenomenal so far, taking on California, who've also been very, very good. And that's the one thing we talk about out uh, of some of these schools every now and then and just get this sudden gust and just turn into a dominant team. And Mapletown's done that. Uh, and they're gonna go against the powerhouse of the conference in California. So I'm excited for that one. And we might have to sneak out for that one. Yeah, I might have to go check that one out. Another one that I was looking forward to, not in the way that's gonna be a close game, but in a game that might be uh, interesting to see how many points are scored is the Berlin Brothers Valley at Brownsville. We were looking at it earlier. Berlin Brothers Valley have not given up a single point all season. And last week was the first time that they have been held to under 40 points all season when they took look on and uh, Winbert or who Uniontown's going to take on. And that's going to be interesting to see how that game shakes out. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And I just, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see not exactly, like I said, it's not going to be a close game at all. But I just interesting to see how how good can Brownsville look in a game like that against such a good team in uh, the Berlin Brothers Valley. Yeah, another game that's that's got me you know, watching it is uh, South Allegheny 
at Bel Vernon, and that could be an interesting matchup as well. Yeah, Bel Vernon finally getting a big win after two tough losses already this season. South Allegheny also looking very good in the season so far, so going uh, to be a good game to look out for. Yeah, uh, so we'll keep an eye on the O's, but we're going to take another commercial break, folks. When we come back, we'll have the standings for all the conferences and our Pick'em games, and we got a little bit to talk about oh, with another subject, X, so don't go anywhere. September 9th. Get your tickets now at hauntedhillsestate.com. Welcome back to High School Roundup. Up, everyone. I'm John Sakaguchi. With me is still John State. So, John, we've gone through last week's scores. We know what's coming in this week. Let's take a look at the standings now. Uh, like we talked about last week, some of these standings are going to look a little weird. Some teams with better records are going to be lower than other teams. But like we said, we're starting to get into conference play. So that's just how things are going to shake out. Starting off with the 1A Tri-County South, Mapletown and Manesson both sitting atop of the conference at 2-0. But Mapletown undefeated so far 5-0. Falling right behind them, four teams sitting at 1-1 with California Carmichael's, Jefferson Morgan and West Green and Benworth and Best Center at the bottom, both looking for their first wins in the conference this season. Yeah, uh, moving on now over to the 1A Eastern Conference here. Here, uh, Clareton and at the top with a 2-0 conference record, 2-3 overall, followed by Greensburg Central Catholic and Jeanette, who just played their first conference games last week. He both sit at 1-0. Who in the conference? Leechburg and Riverview tied for that third spot or for the fourth spot, excuse me, at one and one in Fraser and Springdale, both looking for their first wins of the season. And regardless of conference play, a both sitting at the bottom, um, 0 and two in conference play and 0 and five overall. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Jeanette, at one and only at, their only win of the season is in conference and they're already sitting in third place. So that's just how the standings shake out. But moving on to the 2A Century Conference, we got McGuffey and Stow Rocks both sitting at the top at 2-0. McGuffey uh, winning out in that one, sitting at a 4-run record, while Stow Rocks at 2-0. Behind them is Washington with a 1-0 record in conference. Keystone Oaks right behind them, sitting at 1-1. And then Charleroi, Brentwood, and Waynesburg all looking for their first wins in the conference. Charleroi at 0-1, and then Brentwood and, uh, Brentwood and Waynesburg sitting at 0-2. Yeah, Waynesburg still looking for that first win in other season as well. Oh, moving on now to 3A Interstate Conference play. Uh, pretty straightforward on this one as uh, they haven't played a conference game, but we'll start. We'll see that this week. 
think how that shakes out. EF at the top of the conference at 5-0. Greensburg, Salem, and Mount Pleasant both tied for second place with a 3-2 record. Mount Pleasant, or excuse me, a Bell Vernon moves up to the fourth spot now oh, at 2-2. Two two. Southmoreland at 2-3 and, and rounding out the conference. Appearance is South Allegheny, who picked up their first win in last week at one and four. Moving on to the 4A Big Seven Conference, we got some big hitters in this one. McKeesport sitting at top of two and zero in the conference, five and zero overall. Strong start to the season for them, falling just behind them is Thomas Jefferson, undefeated in the conference at one and zero, and just behind them, like we talked about earlier, one of our games of the week, Laurel Highlands at one and one, Connellsville and Trinity also at one and one, and then Ringgold and Latrobe both. Uh, sitting at the bottom looking for their first win in the conference. Ringgold still looking for their first win of the season. And now to round it out, out here, John, we look at the WPIL independent teams. Butler moves to 4-1. and one. And overall, Albert Gallon and Uniontown both stay tied for second in at 2-3. and three. And Brownsville 0-4 still looking for that first win of the season. It's going to be tough. Looking yep. for, looking ahead to this week, it's going to be tough for them yeah. to find that first win. And now moving on <clears throat> to the Pick'em games. John, what do we got? Oh, we got a, some big hitters in this one. Starting off in the 1A Tri-County South, Mapletown at Cal. Going to be a very, very good game. We got Clarendon traveling and taking on Greensburg Central Catholic. And then we got Thomas Jefferson at Laurel Highlands. We got Our Lady Sacred Heart at Chartiers Houston. We got Stow Rocks at McGuffey. We got Blackhawk at Central Valley, and then we got another big one that wasn't really on our radar, but we looked at this game and said we got to put it in. We got Penn Hills traveling and taking on Bethel Park. And that's going to round out all the standings and the pick'em games. Man, there's a lot of good games on this slate this week. Like we said, we're starting to enter into conference play, uh, especially that 3A Interstate Conference. We're going to have to keep an eye on that because there's some um, – Definitely going to be a lot of movement on that conference, uh, the Big Seven, and you got two heavy hitters with TJ and LH going at it this week. And I know Rodney Gallagher is looking for some payback from last year. Yeah, absolutely. And with these conference plays, there's only so many games that you have left, so every game gets more and more important as the season goes on. So these teams, especially. Uh, that haven't been able to play their conference games yet and need to be able to get off to a strong start early so that they don't fall too far behind in the standings. Yeah, and uh, something I also want to talk about on was the the independent in, uh, area. Uh, so you don't see it, to see these guys playing in too many local te teams like we have in the past. Like I'm used to Uniontown taking on AG, Laurel Highlands, Belvern, and Connellsville, uh, a couple other schools from the Pittsburgh area. Uh, but you don't get to see that too often now with this independent schedule, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard to fit in because all, all these games, because since they, are, they aren't technically in one of these conferences, it's very hard to find time to schedule these games because they also all need to play their uh, in-conference games as well. And we were talking about a little bit yesterday, uh, maybe some uh, teams potentially uh, within the next couple of years dropping down into this independent league and maybe potentially forming a league of their own. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. And uh, we've thrown several names around on, on and I, for those that are watching, and they could probably guess who we're talking about. Uh, uh, but uh, if you're literally looking at it, at it with, if you exclude Butler or in those schools that are in the local area, uh, it's Brownsville, Uniontown, 
on AG and you, you throw in, I don't know, oh, three or four more, or you'd have your own conference right there. Yeah, and it's just, it's hard being in uh, some of these schools because, I mean, it's all about, like, population numbers and how many kids are in the school. So a lot of these teams don't have the same advantages or perhaps more dis disadvantages compared to other schools in their conference. And it's not entirely their fault that they're playing against teams that are such high, um, that are uh, much higher, like, on the uh, skill spectrum than them. So I wouldn't be su surprised, like you said, to see more teams potentially dropping into this independent league and then potentially, as the WIPU expands, forms a league, uh, or forms a new league for all these teams to compete in. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out towards the end of the season. And I've already started hearing rumors start swirling right on the WIPU, but... That, that's too be to determine at another time. Uh, and that's going to do it for us this week here on High School Roundup. Uh, thanks to everybody in the booth, our producers, Gary Smith and Tom Caton. For John Sape, I'm John Sakaguchi. We'll see you guys back here next week with more scores, standings, and more here on High School Roundup. Take care, everyone.